You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, buns, buns. Hello, lovers. Welcome to You Gotta Love It, the show where you tell us and the rest of the world the things that you love that we might have missed, the show where you can come to discover the best things you never knew existed, and the show where you can force us to sit through the worst entertainment you can find and say, well, you gotta love it. My name is Koji. I am a part-time Raptors fan and full-time masochist, it seems. Mm. And with me... That's a good one. As always, is my good friend, and uh, <laughs> I don't know, fellow masochist, yeah, yeah, Andrew Patterson. How's it going, man? It's going. It's going pretty well. I'll ask all, you. I'll ask you in considered. a couple hours, yeah. and we'll see how it's going. All things considered, uh, really frustrating time for basketball fans in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Well. It's very polarizing too, because I mean it's, like it's frustrating for sports fans in Toronto in general. But right, yes, but I feel I mean I guess yeah, the Leafs hasn't worn off collapsing in this similar fashion. <laughs> oh, I I shook it off immediately, and because I was like, whatever, I'm just gonna hang my hat on the Raptors, and I, I <laughs> well that yeah, that's yeah. why the Raptors is more. That's yeah. like everybody's like, oh, we didn't expect the Leafs to get this far this season anyway. And then they did. And it was a pleasant surprise. And it seems they are crumbling under the weight of my beanie. It's, you know, it's so crazy. I can't even, I mean, Charles Barkley summed it up, you know, the other night when he was just like, just depressed about it Mm -hmm. because he's been championing the Raptors for so long. And, you know, well, I mean, not to take up this entire episode talking about the Raptors. I'll wrap it up. But I think that one of the, the most frustrating things is that I feel like there is a... Raptors fans in general are justified in feeling a little bit more uh, ostracized. I don't know. It's just like, you know, it's one thing for people to be like, oh, this team is the villain or whatever. But like the Raptors take an un... An un- deserved amount of shit already without Mm -hmm. without you know what i mean like there's they've been around for over 20 years yeah they haven't won a they haven't won a title but it's like even when there's players that are admirable that are doing great things that are great players and there's all-stars and there's you know like the organization top to bottom is like great there's just like this like bully like you know, it's weird. It's it's hard to describe. I mean, it's it's one thing to be like, oh yeah, Raptors are not as good as this other team. They're not going to win the series. But there's like people take it further than that. Like professionals right. take it further than that. They're just like, oh yeah, like you know, fucking. I expected this to happen. All it's like, okay, just fucking cool out, man. You know, like right. it would just be nice to see a little bit more. Uh, it's like the opposite of people having no bias you know it's like nice that charles barkley is kind of like no nah, i like toronto it would be yeah. nice if there was just a little bit more of an even distribution when it comes down to like you know if there are two playoff series happening at the same time it's just like it's not like 50 50 people being like yeah it'd be cool if the raptors won or it'd be cool if the Cavs won it's like fucking 90 10 where it's just like people just being like oh yeah fucking they deserve everything they got coming it's like no well, man let's put our let's <laughs> put our energies out there and just say four in a row 
right now, starting today. It's going to change history. Oh, shit. Four in a row. It's going to change let's history. Just, let's just put that mojo out there. So what do we got on tap for today? It's a special, another special episode, kind of, or at least not a typical episode, right? Yeah, it's not what you're used to. We're not evaluating hidden gems and uh, finding things to love this week. We are talking about, in the spirit of the uh, the reason we started this podcast, which was discovery, uh, we're going to do an episode kind of about discovery um, and record store day. Because record store day is kind of a potential way of discovering new artists, new music, etc. It's the record store day recap episode. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like a record store day general overview slash, uh, I don't know what, what's it called when you look back in the past retrospective retrospective. That's exactly the word I was looking for. Same yeah. Wavelength, man. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So record store day, let's talk a little bit about record store day. Why don't you tell people what it is before we, uh, get into our experiences? Uh, record store day is like an internationally, uh, recognized, um, I mean, it's not a holiday. It happens on a weekend, but it's basically like a, a, a retail appreciate, independent retail appreciation day. Um, so the idea is to, you know, go out and support your local record shops. Um, and the way that they incentivize people going out to do so is there are a number of exclusive releases that come out on this day. Um, Stores tend to like punch it up by offering sales. Sometimes they do signings or in-store performances. And there's sort of a number of um, smaller events that kind of uh, are parallel to Record Store Day. But for the most part, it's just for people that uh, music fans, record collectors, and people so that just like get out there and mix it up a little bit. We're talking about vinyl, 7 inches, and um, 45s and 33s. And they all come out the same day and they are all limited quantity releases for mm -hmm. the most part. Some of them are reissues. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a list that comes out weeks before. People speculated about it months before and um, you kind of build what you want to get and you try and get it. It's almost like uh, if you are a com comic book nerd, it's almost, it's not exactly equivalent, but it's kind of like free comic book day in which the idea is to get you into the record store, but in this case, they are the opposite of free. Yeah. Um, and they're very exclusive. Some record stores may not even get everything that's on the record store day list. Mm -hmm. Some of them may get one or two copies. Mm -hmm. You never know. Um, and so if you are record nerds, record heads, I don't know what you want to call it, like us, you line up early, early in the morning in front of a record store to push through hordes of people <laughs> to try and get something on your list and then move on to another record store that opens just slightly later and do the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, I mean, our situation is probably a little bit unique because living uh, in Toronto, we have access to a, a veritable bounty of record stores. You know, there's probably city, many cities across North America that maybe, maybe only have one or two, but like the New Yorks, Chicago's, LA's, uh, Toronto's, they have like... You know, there's literally so many that you couldn't probably hit all the participating stores in one day. But it's like a blessing and a curse, I think, because mm -hmm. uh, you're more likely to you have more options. So um, there's a chance you can, you're it's easier for you to be first in the line and thus find what you're looking for. But if you right. were at a smaller place, they probably have all of the copies of everything they're going to get consolidated 
into a smaller place and so you know immediately oh i have this record or oh i don't you don't have Mm -hmm. to hunt around in five other stores right so and i think so the past many years it's kind of been a tradition among our our friends to kind of make a day of it it's 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 like a i i think um you know there's there's possibly people listening to this that are aware of record store day and there's a lot of people that uh do not support record store day in that they feel that it um you know all of the it basically it's taking advantage there's like there's too many negatives they think that there's too many people that are out there just to to buy up all the copies for immediate resale uh there's there's problems with the uh distribution and the labels that are basically holding up regular or other releases because it there's a limited availability for pressing uh particularly in you know across north america there's and there's a lot of you know frankly valid reasons but i've always had a good time uh you know it's you know you wake up hanging out with your friends usually meet a couple people you know met some met some cool people over the years in line and at various shops and there's generally generally in my experience a spirit of sharing and sort of camaraderie you know it's a bunch of people that have the same passions and interests but uh, i will say this year the you gotta love it was the beginning to our day and we won't stop i mean i don't want to like name names but basically the first place we went Mm -hmm. it was a disaster it was my first real experience with and in years past people are eager you know like people want they want to make sure if they see something and there's only one or two left they want to grab it but this was like full-on fucking black friday walmart you know in the states like there's people like yelling at each other like a physical altercations almost breaking out yeah uh you know like tears like it was like it was chaotic in a way that was immediately unpleasant i think that part of that had to do with the crowd that was there for some reason yeah and part of it had to do with the way the store set it that particular store set it up right because they were trying to fish for more sales essentially Mm -hmm. right and like almost bait and switching bins to be like, oh, yeah. these are record store day releases when in fact they were not, they're just not, records people didn't like, want. Yeah, or like old record store day releases yeah. that they couldn't move. But the rest of the day, I would say made up for it. We, uh, uh, you know, we, we went to the Dynalone pop-up, which is v- fucking very cool and very well, I would say extremely well put together. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it's going to be a pop-up or if it's it'll remain. You know I what think I mean? I'm kind of talking to my ass here, but my understanding was that it will eventually be a store yeah or a storefront for their offices or distribution or whatever it may be but for the time being it was a pop-up for record store day but that it will eventually Mm -hmm. be just like open to the public but uh i could be wrong maybe just uh you know point point your point your browser or your social media platform over to dine alone and see for yourself but it was great they had yeah uh they they had like stuff from the the archives, if you will, there's old releases. They they had a bunch of uh, signed stuff. They had a bunch of their artists come through, and and they're obviously a, a kind of a Toronto, a local staple. You know, like they're right. very much like a sort of pillar of the local music community. I would say uh, in the GTA. So, um, so that was great. And overall, I mean, overall it was it was pretty good. We recovered after that. Shout know. out to Rotate This for literally having J- just all yeah, the records every yeah every year. All the copies of all the records. Yeah, they're great. We got lucky because we weren't the first ones in line there. I mean, we were maybe like 40 or 50 people back, maybe even slightly more. And I will say we got in there, found almost everything we wanted. 
And by the time we were out, some of the stuff was off the shelves. So like other mm. people had been grabbing them, but they were a bunch of it was all still there by the time we got in. So yeah, it was crazy. There's only one thing that I didn't get that was on my list and I didn't get it because I don't think anybody received it. Well, let's talk about that. What right. was your list this year and what did you get? So my list was very, uh, not very, but I would say it's shorter than it has been in past years. Yeah. Uh, it was a little bit tighter, but, um, what was on there? Uh, Did you get that B-52s box set with the actual with the B-52s? B-50, miniature B-52s in it? No. Yeah. And the record that you can't even open? Yeah. yeah. Uh, shit, it's Portlandia. Um, no, I, I got uh, I got some cool stuff. There was a Phoenix, uh, the, the, the French band Phoenix released a, like, I guess like a, a unreleased cut from their last album, Tiamo called monologue that was on like a die cut red heart final mm-hmm. which is kind of cute but it cool packaging had like japanese symbols on it uh i think they're Jap- i don't I actually don't remember yeah, there's I think it was characters on it and uh i don't know kind of fun packaging love the song it was great i actually still haven't been able to hear it like they didn't release it as a digital single or anything you can find it on youtube but interesting uh so far at least they've stayed very much true to like they released it for record store day and yeah. other than people ripping it immediately and you can find like a okay youtube stream of it it hasn't been made available yet yeah um uh, total brain for oh i got the uh the the czar face comic book the second issue do you read it no i haven't read it yet but um uh anybody that's familiar with uh the hip hop group Zarface, which is like a superhero it's kind of i don't know we've mentioned it before i recommended yeah. them a couple it was my recommendation a couple weeks ago super villain kind of yeah every hero needs a villain yeah but it's kind of like it's very tongue-in-cheek it's it's very uh it's like old school sort of 90s uh underground hip-hop style yeah um it's inspect inspect a deck i think seven l and esoteric i always catch myself because i feel like i always fuck it up but anyway they uh they actually released a physical comic book uh their second yeah this was the second one that comes with a record so you the idea is you play the record while you read the comic and it's kind of like the soundtrack to the comic uh kid koala has done something similar in the past with nephonia must fall so that was pretty cool and kind of unique um i got uh oh the brian eno and uh kevin shields from my bloody valentine did like a collaboration which is fucking it's like such a it's the epitome of like in my in my head of like the kind of high fidelity douchey record store day kind of release you know what i mean like it's like no maybe not like a record store day release i generally think of record store day releases as being like classic rock and reissues of bowie and stuff that they just do endlessly but oh my god i just mean like like majority of people are looking for like bowie or johnny cash or something yeah Yeah. well we'll come back to that in a second but this this release was just like it's just kind of like noise uh i mean if you listen to my bloody valentine or brian you know like experimental like it's just like uh but it's so sweet are there words lyrics yeah there's lyrics but it's like uh it's very you know washed out very kind of effects heavy very experimental sounding uh so that was cool i got um the the producer the hip-hop producer ninth wonder who's done who's i mean i guess now kendrick won the uh uh was it pulitzer i don't know surprised that he won for for uh damn i have no idea oh 
Anyway, the point is, he's won lots of fucking awards for his music recently. But Ninth Wonder has done some production with Kendrick. Uh, he's done he's done work with Mer. He's done work with a lot of people. He's a pretty renowned producer. But he, there was an issue of uh, one of his sort of like beat tapes called Zion Two, which I didn't even know was coming out. I right. found when we went to Tonality, so that was pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm definitely leaving a couple things off, but it that I mean that may sound like a lot of releases, but compared to how fucking ham I've gone in in the past, there was that year that Dine Alone released like Monine, you know, Attack oh, and Black Attack Marriage. Yeah. There, there's like a bunch of Dine Alone releases, and that year was like I don't even want to talk about it. I went way overboard, but so I think what about you, I you got, got a, you got uh, a couple things too. Yeah, I got. Oh, you got the Run the Jewels. Yes, I got the Run the Jewels box set. That is like a metal case for your Run the Jewels LPs, and it comes with Run the Jewels 3, uh, Stay Gold or whatever. Um, but, well, I'll ask you this question after I recap it. So I got that. I got uh, Monk by Thelonious Monk. That's right. And I got the uh, a live performance by the electronic duo Survive. Uh, hmm. also known for creating the Stranger Things soundtrack. Hmm. And I believe that's it, I want to say. Hmm. I got the Alexis on Fire box set, but that was in Record Store Day release. That yeah. was just at the Dine Alone store. Uh, also Fake Love Songs by Attack and Black. Attack and Black, yeah, that's true. That's a bizarre that was... one because I don't know if you've listened to it, but it's the same on both sides. So is the Phoenix single that I got. Oh, really? They pressed both sides, but with the same song. Uh, interesting. So, uh, to bring it back to the Run the Jewels box set, it was probably the most expensive mm. of my Record Store Day purchases and probably the one that I needed the least because <laughs> I already have the album. I mean, it's a special edition of the album with special edition art and it, mm. it comes with the box and whatever, but like, I prob- I'll, I'll probably never open it, mm. the actual album itself. Yeah. And... Are there any record store day releases that you bought that you're now like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I've not not this year specifically, but just in general. Oh yeah, probably. I I, I also got Robert Glasper remixed by Catronada this year, which was pretty sweet. That's a pretty nice. Uh, it was also like super affordable, which was unusual for record store day. It was like sixteen bucks. You mean it wasn't that like? Uh, oh, what, who was it? Not not. I, I want to say RZA, but it wasn't RZA. There was a hip hop release that it was like fifty dollars for. Oh, uh, uh, Commons. Can I borrow a dollar? Was like seemingly un- was unreasonably expensive. It wasn't. Yeah. There wasn't anything. I mean, cool record, but like uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, okay, I'll say this. So last year, last year, uh, Record Store Day came days before I went to Japan. Yeah. So I was like saving money for Japan, and I wanted to go record shopping into Japan, but I got quite a few things last year. And I went to Japan, and Japan had just had Record Store Day, so they still had a lot of leftover releases. So I got some Japan Record Store Day releases. Because yeah. uh, regionally, there's usually, there's like UK, North America, and then Asia. Uh, there's like a specific site for Japan. And it's like, essentially, Japan is like a completely different set of releases. And I think there's still some releases from last year that I haven't opened, which is unusual. I don't, I listen to my records. I don't like buy them just to like keep them sealed up more. I'm not like, yeah, me either. I, I consider myself a collector, but not a collector that's like, you know, keeping the fucking action figures in the box. I just like, I like collecting records. I like listening to them, like uh, kind of enjoying them. But there are definitely a couple releases 
I don't regret buying them. I just haven't, op- you know, I haven't really enjoyed them yet. Be- just, I think, mostly because of timing. And then they just, like, never... One was, like, the Distiller's Coral Fang. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I've heard that record so many times. And I was like, oh, I'm, but I don't have it on vinyl. I've never seen it on vinyl. Yeah. So I bought it. But it's kind of, I guess, one of those things where it's, like, nice to have. But if you've heard it a billion times, you don't... I'm not in a rush to, like, open it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just... But uh, no, I don't know. I can't. So, what about you? Do you have like, well, <laughs> do you no, have regrets? It's not a regret. The, the run the jewels thing was just like, I, I, if I, if we were to do it again, I would still buy it probably. Cause like in the heat of record store day, you're just like, fuck it. Like, yeah. When am I going to get this again? You know? True. But I, like I said, I'll probably never actually listen to that copy of run the jewels three because I already have an open one yeah. that I can listen to. Uh, do you have any notable or favorite releases from record store day? I mean, for me, marriage is probably yeah. That's like, what I was gonna say. Oh, really? Yeah, it's fine. I, I could come up with more. That's like <laughs> the that's like the top of my list. I'm trying to. It's hard for me to like dig back and think what I actually got on Record Store Day. I mean, last year the Robert Johnson thing that was pretty cool, but it's for me that's like a thing that I only listen to occasionally, so it can't. It's not number one. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have to be in the mood to listen to old sort of like blues rock guitar. Mm-hmm. Whereas like marriage, I'm just like, yeah, you put it on whatever you want. I'll listen, yeah. to that. I'll listen to that anytime. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, marriage is really good. Um, yeah, that w- I don't know, man. That was that was a good year for Record Store Day releases. Uh, I like, uh, I think it was, a, or maybe it wasn't even a Record Store Day release, but St. Vincent released a, uh, uh, she's released like a couple like seven inches before. Mm-hmm. They were pretty good. I think the except that now you can get them on like sort of deluxe editions of albums, but yeah. at the time there's like Crocodile, I think was one of them, um, Pieta and uh, Sparrow. They're just like songs that weren't on the they you know that I like that kind of stuff. The one thing that I will say that I think that Record Store Day could kind of do a better job of doing is that it's 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 actually kind of hard to say. Like I think that um, the target audience is changing. And I I think that there may be, there are labels or there are people that are involved that are not really keeping up, so to speak. That is to say that like when we go out for record store day and I think the releases that are generally the most coveted are not so much the Bowie reissues and the sort of the, the, the classics. Well, I would argue that those things are still coveted, but not by people our age like we're we're no, in line with guys who are like in their 50s and they're talking about like oh i can't wait to get this this bowie record sure but sorry i guess more what i meant is like lucas for example didn't come out this year yeah and i have friends lucas among them that at this point they look at the list and there's like there's not enough to get me out yeah, this they're year. not appealing to the youth and so i think like examples that i would i would point to would be like uh um you know, like Fat Beats, which it does like distribution or like Top Shelf or No Sleep. Like there are these labels that kind of cater to very specific um, music that people our age like, people a little bit older than us like as well, but like young people also are into. And it's sort of like those are, I attribute a lot of those labels with pushing, whether they meant to or not, vinyl back into this sort of collective conscious, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's yeah. like people weren't all of a sudden, like kids weren't all of a sudden just like 
sweet, I'm going to just like go to these like fucking antique shops and buy all that. You know, that's a very small percentage of people. There's people that realize that they're like, oh, there's an opportunity here to like uh, capitalize on a growing group of young, like a youth movement that is interested in old stuff. Right. Right. And I think that punk music, hardcore, post-hardcore and, uh, and maybe like electronic and hip hop, like alternative electronic, maybe not like EDM so much, but those were sort of the genres and the labels within those genres that were kind of pushing this Renaissance. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it blew up. I mean, when you go to like, say like a, uh, uh, fucking, why can't I think of the store? Fucking, uh, I don't know. Which store are we talking about here? On Young Street, you know, the huge, you know, they're like the biggest record seller now in North America. Urban. Oh, Urban Outfitters? Urban Outfitters, thank you. I don't know why I was having such a brain fart. But you go to Urban Outfitters, there's still like, you could easily find like an Against Me record there on sale. Yeah. But like, they will sell out of like fucking Sgt. Pepper or like, nirvana you know like there are there are records that are always going to be like you know or michael jackson they're always going to be like big sellers but the fact that urban outfitters as a store is a store that is like that sells so much vinyl says to me that like okay well clearly if you look at generally the people that shop there and the types of things that you know, I just think that they could do a little bit of a better job of catering. So what are the what are the top five dream releases? Oh, man, I've got so many fucking dream releases. It's not even funny. Okay. Well, I'd say one of my top releases, I would love I Am 8-Bit. I've tweeted at them many times and they've responded. Yeah. But like an I Am 8-Bit Armando to release the Jack Ryan Radio and Jet Set Radio future soundtracks on vinyl. Yeah. That I would spend an irresponsible amount of money yeah. to have that because it's... Uh, that's like a true hidden gem, I think. Even that game is probably, I've mentioned that as a hidden gem. It's just like yeah, yeah. the soundtrack was incredible. Um, there is a lot of hip hop that I think that I'm frustrated hasn't seen an, an official release. I don't know if it needs a record store day release, but Chance's albums, they're all like bootleg and a lot of them are not very good quality. That could be a good record store day release because he doesn't really want to release physical copies of things. Yeah, which I never, I don't really understand. I don't know that I've ever really heard him give a reason. I feel like I, he said, you know, he wants his music to be free for people and he like makes a lot of his money on touring and merch, but like there's still people that would, you can still have it be free. You don't have to like make people pay for it, but there's definitely people that want not even just the money. Like they want to have that. Like me, for example, I just would love to listen to acid rap on, on a vinyl that I know is, from the source you know like yeah. i don't i it's kind of like that whole idea of like being pushed to pirate stuff or whatever like i have that record i have a bootleg of it it sounds like shit the only reason i bought it was on the off chance that it would not sound like shit and i could i could like you know play it play it on my turntable um so that would be up there hip-hop does it a lot because hip-hop is really i think rap music on a on whole has really like mo- like is really as now the most listened to type of music and like the best selling genre. Yeah. It's really like the tip of the spear for this whole idea of like releasing a single, you know, you know what I mean? Like the, the sort of instant gratification era of music. Yeah. And so, you know, it's kind of ironic because hip hop, if you look at like the eighties and nineties, that was like such a large portion of record manufacturing was hip hop, you know, 12 inch singles, Yeah. you know, for DJs. So I just kind of wish that would come back. Cause there's even like, 
you know, like Drake released Take Care on vinyl. There's like an official release of that. But then all the other ones are, if I'm not mistaken, bootlegs. Like there's, you know, I just, there's, there's lots of albums that I'm just like, oh shit, that would just be cool to have on vinyl. And it just yeah. doesn't exist. Um, what else would be on there? I don't know. What about you? What do you got? What do you got on your list of uh, coveted, well, coveted th- things to to be released on? This is a wax, f- a, a fantasy, like an al- the ultimate fantasy, which it would probably never happen because the rights are probably all over the place, or maybe they're not. But what I'd like to do is I'd like to see Square Enix just release a fat box set of like Chrono Trigger and like Final Fantasy and a bunch of these soundtracks. I'm just sure they could do it. Boom. I have official cd box sets of many of those games i would love that i would also love the soundtrack to donkey kong country oh yeah that'd be a good one it's all video there's a lot of video game stuff there's like obviously a growing market for video game vinyl but it's getting very popular these days um uh i would also like anything by attack and black like literally anything curve of the earth new oh yeah curve of the earth would be good attack and black is releasing a new vinyl soon i saw that a live one Pretty good. It's going to be live. You've heard it. Yeah. So inside scoop. You want a hot take on this? I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it, but who knows who's listening? This is a hot take. Have, have you heard the CBC? Um, no. When they did that live session at CBC? No. Some of the tracks, I'm dead positive, are just tracks from that CBC session with a crowd added in. Whoa. Because like I, I listened... They're to, pretty like tight though. Oh no, those guys are <laughs> the, those guys are on the, those guys are on no, point. No, the tracks are amazing. I've listened to that CBC session probably a thousand times. Oh, probably so a thousand. Yeah. Like I know it note for note for note. And when I heard that live thing, I was just like, "Oh, you fuckers! You're padding this, you motherfuckers." There's a but I'll still buy it. I'll be first in line. Yeah, I don't care. I'll buy it. I'll I, buy it. I'll I'll buy ten of them if it motivates them to like, you know, start uh, playing shows again. Right up before Record Store Day, I wanted Against Me to reissue White Crosses because that's one of my favorite Against Me records, even though it's famously one of the least favorite among fans. Uh, I'd also like to see... And it got reissued like right before Record Store Day. (laughs) That'd be pretty good. I'd like to see Fat Records give me some sort of box set of all of their compilations. So, you know, like Fat Music however many of those there are short music for short people mm-hmm. um or some old like uh like hopelessly devoted to you oh like punk yeah Rama, epitaph stuff how good would that be that'd be pretty sweet there's a lot i mean honestly man there's a lot of stuff or if kung fu records wants to resurrect themselves and release some records like just old catalog records for records or day same with um def jux would be great um oh what's it called who who are the who's the welcome to the family Drive through records. Mm-hmm. If they want to just like put out some old catalog shit, like any of those like old punk emo, whatever labels that like, you know, still have a, a pretty impressive catalog of, of artists, but have kind of went by the wayside. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see some of that stuff. Like I'm surprised we don't see on record store day more top shelf or side one dummy. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Or like vagrant. Yeah. You it's know? pretty, it's, it's interesting. Uh, I got taken back Sunday record one year. Uh, I think it was like acoustic. But that's like universal, isn't it? For record store day? No, I, record store I mean day? the label. They're not. They're oh, not. Oh no! Label. At the time they were on. 
because they went. I don't remember. Went to a major level pretty quickly. Yeah, they did. That's true. But yeah, there's. I mean, I don't. I'm sure none of these people are listening. But so, what are your takeaways from Record Store Day? Are you going to do it again next year? Yeah, I think. I mean, it depends on the releases. It would be really hard for them to release a list that didn't have anything that I was even remotely interested in. I think. But that being said. I just think that they could do more to start to sort of cater, skew, skew a little younger maybe. I think when you see the releases that don't sell, mm-hmm. that people should be maybe doing more post-Record Store Day audits and like going to the actual stores they sent stuff to to see what sold because like, you know, they might not invest the money in those things as much in the future. Yeah, I imagine what happens is that the people who own the stores order a certain amount of copies or request a certain amount of copies. Mm-hmm. And the people who run records are there like, okay, they requested like 30 of these David Bowie records. So that yeah. must be popular. Picture discs. I don't know oh if pic- how God. picture discs sell, but I wish there was less picture discs. I wish there were none. I don't know who buys that shit. I have one picture disc that I think is great. I have four. And I, I mean, I have more than one, but I have one that I like. Oh, it's I, Lost in Translation soundtrack, but the picture is the opening shot where it's just Scarlett Johansson's butt. It's like a soft... Oh, yeah. It's just really funny. I was like, <laughs> that's <a> funny. <laughs> I have a Reggie in the Full Effect um, vinyl that is a donut with sprinkles and white good. frosting, which I like, but I would also be totally fine if it was just black. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I don't... That's not what I'm looking for. Let me right. just put it that way. Yeah. You know, if you want to do crazy stuff, like if you have a double vinyl record that only has three sides and on the fourth side, you want to scratch some crazy shit into it. Yeah. Cool. Etching That's fine. Yeah. But like, I don't need picture discs. Nobody needs them. Yeah. I don't know. It, I, I think that's the main thing. And I, and I, you know, this is a, a larger, I think people just need to fucking, people need more chill. That's just a general statement, but it really manifests like... I don't, it's, it's, there, there's so many shades of gray, you know, between the people that are like so diehard that they'll cry and physically fight with somebody to have the honor of spending their money on something at a store versus people that are just like, eh, it'd be cool if I get this just hanging out. But yeah. it's just like, that I think is kind of the dark side also, of I these think events. Like I'd it's rather just, like, just pay for man. it later. You know what I mean? Even if it's yeah. more expensive. If I wanted it that badly, yeah, I wouldn't want crazy. to rip it out of somebody's hands. I'd just be like, yeah, oh. I've given people stuff on oh. record store day that I only sort of wanted. Me you know? too. Like oh yeah, ch- me too. Like, oh, cool. Like churches single on like seven inch. Oh, I got the last one. Somebody in line is asking me if I'm going to buy it when I'm in line to buy it. Clearly they want it more than I do, yeah. you know? So it's kind of like, well, you know, this isn't on my, yeah, save me a couple bucks and make this person's day. Like, the, there's just there's there's great potential for more bonding experience and as a social event you know getting people that maybe not that i want to put all record collectors in the same boat here but like i think things like that have to do with these sort of niche you know like comic books record collecting even to an extent like sh- you know sneakerheads, events that get people that are into the same thing out of the house out in the world, you know, like not only supporting independent retail of all different types, but like interacting with one another, there's an opportunity there for, to have a pretty good time. And, uh, it's unfortunate that, you know, there are people that are just like flipping or people that are just there to like fucking, they, they need something so bad that they're willing to like physically assault somebody to get it. It's crazy. You know? Yeah. The national, the net really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yo, 
I like, don't get me wrong, great band, but like, there's no, when we went, when we were at Rotate, they had like 30 copies. Yeah. <laughs> and, and hours earlier, there was somebody ready to fucking chew through somebody's arm just to get the copy that was in the store. It was just like, man. So, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. I'd like to see, uh, I think, I think you could do similar things with, you know, I guess movies already has it. There's a lot of festivals. Like, TIFF is kind of a similar, you know, it's open to the public. It's hard to get tickets, but like, um, I think one of the nice things about living in a city like Toronto is that you are, there's a lot of this stuff happening year round and you may not know about it, but you know, if you do a little bit of research, just see like what's happening year round in in terms of in areas that are like things you have, you know, your, your hobbies, things you're passionate about, you're bound to find something. TCAF is another great one. You know, it's like, it's mayhem, but it's like, it gets bigger every year. Too. It gets bigger every year. It's crazy. I'm sure there's people that are that are that have tables that are like, oh fuck this again. But it's like, it's great. You My know? office now has a professionally drawn picture of Andrew as a hot dog and me as a hamburger <laughs> on the yeah, wall. I forgot that. Yeah, it's great. There's just like, uh, it's cool, man. It's cool to like just fucking geek out completely with uh, with people that are into the same stuff with your tribe, so to speak. You know, subculture. It's well, let's share some stuff thing. with our tribe. What are your recommendations for the week? Oh, that's a good question because we just talked basically all the things that I listed I would recommend. They're okay. There's a couple there's a couple things. One of them is uh I may have recommended this at some point in the last 90 episodes, but there's a website that routinely impresses me and has continued to impress me over the years with their taste pigeons and planes fucking love that site man they just like their con their content is on point every time they release like a and they they do it like every week basically but they're like the artists you should be listening to this week or like here's like our top 10 tracks of the of the first half of this month you know or whatever it may be yeah they're just fucking hitting it out of the park for me. For me personally, like 95% of the time. It's such a, it, if anybody is ever like, oh, like what is your, so one of your sources for like new music and finding out about like new bands and shit like that as somebody that pretty routinely tries to stay up to date, Pigeons and Planes is definitely one of probably three or four sites that I frequent on almost a daily basis and it's fucking great. Um, so further to that, they recently had a list, a very lengthy list that was like the top bedroom producers or whatever. It was like a, uh, or like in bedroom indie pop or something. I'm fucking yeah. totally fucking it up, but it's amazing. A lot of the music sounded very similar, but it was like your ideal summer playlist. Um, a couple of sta- role model was a standout. I've been listening to this, this kid role model quite a bit. It's very, uh, sort of dozy sun drenched fucking i don't know ballads sort of with like snappy beats i don't know it's cool um check that out yeah man check it and check out pigeons and planes i'm sure there's like something for everybody it is very heavily i'd say hip-hop and indie leaning but um even their articles they have stuff that's related to music and pop culture but it's not they recently posted the thing about the uh kanye prestige theory which fucking blew my mind but uh yeah pigeons and planes i guess would be my recommendation for the week you read it for the articles um exactly my recommendation for this week is going to be the ringer.com's 
Oh, one yeah. of their many podcasts. Just the ringer.com. Just but leave it at that. The rewatchables. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. What a great podcast. I've been I've never binged a podcast aside from serial and other true crime podcasts because you're just like you want to know what happens next. Yeah. But I've been binge destroying the rewatchables. Uh the premise behind the show essentially is they take movies that they think are heavily rewatchable movies. The mandate is usually it has to be over five years old or something like that. So mm-hmm. you can determine whether or not it is properly rewatchable. And they break it down as to why it is rewatchable and then give out various awards and discuss topics such as the Dion Waiters Heat Check Award. Yeah. Which is a, an award for somebody who is not on screen very long in the movie, but just hits all the marks every time they're on screen. They might be on screen for like maybe eight minutes of the movie, but every time they're there, you're like, boom, they just come in with one. Kind of like, uh, so they broke their rule and did Get Out. That's the episode that I most recently listened to. Mm. And the 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 uh, sort of comedy really friend, yeah. I can't remember what his name is now. Yeah. He gets the Dion Waiters <laughs> heat check award just because like every time he's there, he's like hitting the audience with, with something. You know, it's like never a letdown at yeah. any point. Yeah. Um, you know, they uh, talk about who who won the movie. <laughs> Th- they have a, a section called Apex Mountain, and they just go through actors, directors, uh, and things like a- and decide whether or not it was their it is their apex. <laughs> you know, like uh, they did Face Off, and they were discussing whether it was Apex Nicolas Cage or or Apex uh, John Travolta. Hmm. You know, what who, did they? What was their? What were, Where'd they land there? Well, you're going to curious. You're going to listen. Okay. Fair but enough. I'll tell I, you, they did scream and you'll never guess who won the movie. The scream mask. Most iconic thing yeah. from the entire movie is the scream mask. And they credit scream for essentially reinvigorating the entire horror genre. But, uh, if you are, if you're listening to this, you're probably really into movies anyway. And if you are, and you really like rewatchable movies, this is a no-brainer. A no-brainer. It, they they talk about their favorite, the most rewatchable scene. Yeah. So like, if you if the movie's on TV as you're flipping through and you see that you know that scene's coming up, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> keep watching. And they 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 talk about Point Break at one point, and Bill Simmons is like, this scene is so rewatchable to the point where if I have to leave the house to go pick up my kids with my wife, I'm just like, oh no, no just 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 wait a second, <laughs> just wait a second, I'm still getting ready just so I can finish watching the scene where Johnny Utah plays football. And then it, I'm out. You know, I mean, I don't. You may or may not agree. Uh, I only bring this up because it is basically always on TV. There's always a TV marathon. Uh, this is one of those series, the yeah. Ocean's movies. Yeah. Now, I don't want to get into a conversation about, you know, whether they fucking overstayed their welcome. But those movies are just constructed of, it's just scene after scene, filmed beautifully with like uh just an ensemble you know what i mean like it's like it's so easy for me to in in rewatchable fashion this weekend there were several occasions where it was just playing a marathon all weekend long where i turn on the tv and i turned it off earlier watching it and it would be like oh now it's on oceans 12 but it would be at a sequence where i'd just be like oh yeah this part's funny and i just have to sit and watch you know the next couple of it's i'll tell you right now any movie that where somebody is outlining the plan and it's unfolding as it's being outlined. Yeah. I'm You're in. immediately 100%. in. 100%. I'm yeah. immediately just like, just show, show it to me. 
I, I love uh, spoiler alert somehow if you haven't seen these movies. What I one thing that I really liked about all three was the relationship with Matt Damon's character, where like in the first one he's like the noob, yeah, and they kind of hint that like George Clooney and Brad Pitt know his parents, right? Then in the second one, just when the big twist, like two thirds of the way through the movie, when you think they're fucked and they all get like caught, yeah, it turns out that his mom is like embedded in like the FBI or whatever. And, right. and it's just like, everything's fine. And they secretly have pulled one over on everybody. And then she's like, oh yeah, I had like, you know, your dad said this and he's like, oh, you told dad. And he's all like frustrated about it. And right. then they call back to that again in the third one when um, that like guy in the gaming commission, it's Super Dave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Super Dave comes in and he's like, they have to switch out these machines. This guy's like, uh, you know, he comes through and he just like fucking rigs all these machines. And once again, you find out that like I love those those sort of like ongoing jokes that carried through all three movies. It was fucking sweet. Or like Brad Pitt eating. He's eating in every shot as a as a rule. Yeah. And then in the third movie, there's a moment where he like eats something and he kind of goes like, yeah. It's like hits his chest. It's like just like so good. We'll see what they do with the newest one. Anyway, yeah. uh, that's the show. Next week we will be. Uh, taking in the movie Rampage <laughs> as the You Gotta Love It and I Kill Giants as oh, the hidden gem. I hope you guys are ready. Yeah, giant. Oh, man. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Fuck it, man. I'm stoked. It's going to be fun. All right, keep loving it, guys.